welcome back into another episode of Stub Me Down. My name is JW, and of course, as always, I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Skinny, who did not beat me at golf yesterday, which I was very pleased about. It's a fucking tie of sports ball. Hey, oh it, my was, God. it was a tie, and <laughs> in this case, it was a win for your old buddy, JW, because my golf game is absolute shit um not that yours is you hit some very good shots obviously uh and and some super fucking bad yes. ones that's why i tied you which like why do you have to bring that up like right when well we the start? reason that i was gonna bring it up was because of the geese that we saw walking across the golf course and like that pair of geese that stopped and were like giving me the evil eye on I was seven. Yeah, they were hissing at you too. They were, they were. So usually when I'm around the goose crowd, it's a little bit chiller, but um, <laughs> that's good. It was fun. We got to listen to some music, play some golf. It was a nice day out, had a couple drinks. So who cares about the result? The uh, journey in that case was absolutely worth it. Skinny, great to see you, man. This is episode seven of our fourth season. We're cruising right along here as we crack into the beginning of summertime. A lot of music happening. A lot of bands are touring. Dead and Company is doing their quote-unquote last tour. <laughs> the music will never stop. Obviously, we know the Grateful Dead will... Uh, always live on, but this is the last hurrah, I guess, maybe for Bobby and Mickey playing together. Billy quit the band a couple weeks before this tour started. We've got Fish Tour coming up. Goose is playing. Goose is actually playing tonight. There's a lot of music to go see. We are going to be seeing it. You're going to Peach next week. Yes, I'm excited as shit about that. Uh, we had our clear backpack in the in the mail the other day so <laughs> i'll make sure that you can see everything that i have it's just fucking shoes and socks it's not good like... <laughs> well you'll you'll be able to bring it to high school next fall skinny on the last episode of stummy down the ticket was yours and you pulled a grateful dead show from 1991 yeah, March 21st, which was actually skinny. You had not recalled while we were recording that, but that was the second time we had done an episode from that specific run of Grateful Dead shows in March of 91. I'm sorry about that. I just, no. you know, I don't have any idea. You know what I mean? You don't I, like I, write this shit down in a book? <laughs> I do have some stuff, but I think you've known me for quite some time. I'm kind of a little improv -y. It's just kind of how I live my life. I mean, you know, I have regimented things that I do, but then when it comes to fun stuff, I'm like, oh, whatever. So I just forgot. <laughs> but I mean, I I picked a good one, you know? I mean, no, both both shows were great. I think both shows were worthy of a conversation. We did the March 17th show in season two, episode two. Right. And then we did this March 21st show. A lot of the conversation focused on. Well, number one, my lack of knowledge of contemporary Grateful Dead, i.e., you know, basically anything after like 1990, right? 90 to 95. I don't sure. have a ton of familiarity right. with those, with that period. My general assumption 
heading into that was they were a band in decline. But we've talked about 91, we've talked about 93, and really I think I've completely flipped the script on my opinion of the band based on these shows. This show in particular was very strong. The end of a four-night run, the band was firing on all cylinders. There were no flubs. There were no misses. The jams were tight. Jerry sounded great. Um, They had Vince and Bruce playing keys, so the two keyboardists there. A, A really fun show, too, and that was the other thing that I think was a little bit different from the 17th and the 21st was the vintage of the show as far as when the songs all came out. Yeah. A lot of 1970s, like early 70s in the fourth night of that run. And so I thought that was cool. And then obviously not to um, hog all of the time here. But the, <laughs> which you're already doing. <laughs> which I'm God. already doing. But the second set victim, um, Scarlet Fire. And then obviously the big focus of that episode was the Stirred Up Jam and Bob Marley and uh, kind of his musical influence in your life specifically, some of the, the times you've visited Jamaica and yeah. um, just the experience of seeing the Grateful Dead play that, which they only did twice. twice. Yeah. And to, I three points. First, go back to Dead Company. I just want to say, I hope that everybody is that's seeing them um, is having a real good time seeing that music. I mean, I never saw Dead and Company. I, I think I'm too tragically hurt by Jerry dying. You know what I mean? I really do. I but I saw Phil so much. We saw Phil a ton. I've seen Bobby a ton with the Rat Dog, and like you know, I saw Weir Wasserman back when he was opening up for Jerry Garcia Band. So um, I hope everybody's having a good time with it. I, it's a you know they're really getting old. I mean, I think people have to <laughs> realize that. Like yeah. we're not talking like you know when my students say like, "Oh man, you're old." I'm like, no, I'm like I'm talking old, old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you know adam sandler old balls like these guys well, are mickey hart just turned what 80 uh, yeah phil's what 83 yeah i mean my mom's 80 like listen it, so if they're out there doing it you can catch it man god bless you so that's what i want to say about dead and co because i know they're on like a, a huge what is it 29 shows i don't even know how yeah, many something like that yeah it's a lot um, and, you know, with the, the interesting thing about Dead and Company, and I don't want to take up a lot of time talking about this, but I saw them. The second time you said that. I know. <laughs> and I'll probably say it a couple more times just be forewarned. I good. saw them in 2015, fall of 2015. They played the Verizon Center in D.C. or the Capital One Arena, whatever the fuck it's called now. That fall, it was after Fare Thee Well. They fucking smoked. It was unbelievable. The band was firing. The pace was electric. And there was really a whole new life that felt breathed into those tunes. Saw them again at Camden in the summer of 2016. The lawn was half filled. Like people hadn't caught on yet. Again, another absolute rager. The next summer tried to go back to Camden. Couldn't find a ticket, overpaid to get in after the show had started, and I was supremely disappointed in how the band had changed in just a summer. And they had really dialed that tempo back, and it really changed mm. kind of the Bobby. the atmosphere for me. And I haven't been back to a Dead & Company show since. That's just my own 
personal taste well, and I, go and yeah. see them if you want to because you know it is part it you know it is the scene and they're playing fucking baseball stadiums and i mean there's 40,000 people going um you know well, which, it's a great time yeah it it just goes to show you the longevity of this type of music and i mean this type of music meaning the grateful dead which is a blend of all kinds of american music and influenced by so many other things but anyway not to get into that because i don't even know what i'm talking about when i start talking about shit like that so let's hold the phone on that one i'm just happy for everybody that's seeing it uh if those guys are, are pro musicians chimenti uh oteal burridge um i've seen them in like you you have to like in, yeah. in different bands and, and different setups I mean, jay lane from, stepped in for billy right. i think on the drums yeah i mean so it's like they're, they're they're pros man so if you get a chance to go see pros just go see pros second point i wanted to make was about the episode to kind of harken back to what we just did on the last episode which is um i was walking around an antique shop this morning with my daughters and my oldest daughter pointed to a, a bob marley like <laughs> poster she was like it's only 15 dollars, dad and it was pretty cool. It was like uh, probably like from one of the MSG Garden shows um, cool. right before he passed away or the last time he played New York and um, like a picture of that. And then like, you know, underneath Bob Marley or whatever and his dates. And I was just like, oh, wow, my kid gets, you know, my passion for that. So I was glad I, I it's really good to not only when you cut it, kind of listen back and just say, oh, yeah, OK. You know, I think I talked about being in the house that night and how much that meant to me even later on down the road i think that's what that sure. episode proved to me nobody gives a shit i just want to i just want to let everybody else know like you know that is it's a really important story and an experience that we've been trying to tell on this podcast every time we do it so yeah thanks man it was good yeah i think the nugget from that is that you took annabelle antiquing <laughs> Was oh, wow. we were just <laughs> we're just in the old part of Ellicott City and okay. it's old Ellicott City. It's a kind of a kitschy, like neat place to walk through. It was a rainy day and we just, you know, took a walk and she took me into some stores and then there this thing was, you know, it was cool. It was just it was a neat little moment considering, uh, you know, we're recording today. So anyway, speaking of recording today. <laughs> We are actually really excited. Last episode, it was just me and Skinny. Today, we are joined by an awesome guest. This is going to be cool. Yeah. So if you are out there on the fish online community or the goose community or the Grateful Dead community or any of the jam band community on Twitter uh, or other various mediums, I am sure that you are familiar with this guy. If not, you will be after this conversation. So it gives us, Skinny, great pleasure to welcome to Stub Me Down Canada's favorite son from north of the border, <laughs> young Ryan, Ryan Storm. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us today, man. It's great to have you on the show. Hey guys, uh, thank you so much for having me today. Big fan uh, of the pod. Very happy uh, to finally be on. You know, I know it's been a little while. Uh, we've been trying to coordinate this, um, but I'm happy we did, and I'm very excited to talk about a show here with, with you guys today. Yeah, that's awesome. We're happy to talk to you. And um, so, are you listening to anything recently? <laughs> <laughs> Not recently. Uh, Seeing any shows? Oh, I you was going to mean... say, have you seen any shows? Oh, I thought I thought you meant uh, podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've I've been you know here and there. I've only seen you know I've only seen seventeen goose shows already this year. Shit. You're lighting up your stat tree. Oh yeah. 
Very yeah, much. That's so. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, we follow you, we see you, I, you're, you're all over the place. And we were just talking about dead and company. And obviously you're in SPAC, which was that your first time at SPAC or you had been there before? It was my first time at SPAC and my second time seeing Dead and Company. Uh, so I'd seen them on that fall 2015 tour uh, when they came through Buffalo. Uh, I went with my dad and a bunch of his friends. We had like a party bus down from Toronto. Uh, that is oh, nice. the most thoroughly searched I have ever been at the border. Um, you know, like, oh, you're you're a bunch of people and you're, you know, at the time, like, you're a bunch of parents in your mid-40s going to see the Grateful Dead. Like, Step off the bus. We're going to go get the dogs real quick. Like, <laughs> uh, did you have to get out That's of the bus amazing. or they just do Oh, it? yeah. <laughs> Everyone had to get off. They like they did bring the dogs out. Like People were searching it. Like It was a whole, it was a whole thing. Uh, but it was fun. SPAC was, SPAC was great. Um, you know, there, there were times when the tempos were up. There were times when the tempos were not. Right. I would say if there's one thing to listen to from the weekend – uh, it's the They Love Each Other into Terrapin Station that opened the second set uh, on Saturday. Um, they did the, the 73 fast version of They Love Each Other, and it was fast, and it was amazing. Um, and then Terrapin was just, you know, they, they went right into Terrapin out of it. Um, amazing, lengthy. Yeah, I heard the bridge into Terrapin. Amazing, yeah, amazing, lengthy conversation between Comenti and Mayer, um, you know, kind of in the, the section before since the end is never told that line that kind of like brief interlude they extended it for like three four minutes um it was, it's beautiful uh so i i would encourage people to check that out oh that's awesome take that rack they love each other was uh my wedding song with our, our wedding song with my wife the garcia version um, oh nice um as you mentioned ryan you have seen goose 17 times in 2023 i mean that's yes that is not that's not a bad number for it only being halfway through the year not even what was your first goose show so my first goose show was february 26th 2022 at mohegan sun arena uh goosemas number eight that's just last year just yeah (laughs) just uh well like 16 months ago uh or so and i've now seen them 34 times so you're showing uh, some interest in what they're doing? You're in there. You know, they're okay, I think. <laughs> you are the uh, goose version of Scott Marks, right? Thank I mean, you. You know, all, you know all the tunes, right? You run a couple of – well, you run one fan website um, that you know tracks stats and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about your connection – to the band like did you just you were just like a fan and like oh you guys are awesome and or did you or like how did you like get to you know kind of this level of familiarity with not only the music but the guys in the band so when i i first got into goose in 2020 um you know like a bingo tour uh in june 2020 obviously there was nothing else happening at the time so i was like okay like you know i i've heard a couple of these guys songs like I'll check it out. Like, you know, I, I, had, I had enjoyed what I had heard, but I wasn't 100% sold yet. And then midway through the first set on the first night, you know, they played this 26-minute drive. Um, and somewhere in the middle of that, I was like, okay, this is this is amazing. I'm, I'm in. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this. Right. Um, and so, you know, time passes. Like, I'm, I'm streaming the shows throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I'm tweeting about them, you know, learning a bit more about the catalog. Um, and then, um, you know, I started my first fish podcast in the fall of 2020. Um, and through that, you know, I 
I had reached out to Greg Knight, um, you know, about him being on my podcast and he was on my podcast and it was great. And then from there, um, I was like, you know, would anyone in Goose be interested in coming on? And so at the time they were just getting to the point where management was kind of like, okay, don't do any interviews right now. And especially like, don't do any fish related things. Um, so I, I didn't get any of the band members, but I, I had coach, uh, on my podcast right at the beginning of 2021. Uh, he was amazing to talk to. And so that was kind of my first interaction with someone at that level close to the band. Um, and then, you know, a couple months later, I don't know if you guys remember the app clubhouse that was around briefly in early 2021. Uh, it was kind of just like, it was like, a, we were starting a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So it was like it was like an app where it was like you know you create like a chat room and it's just voice chat, right. um, and you can have like people can listen. If you're running it, you can bring people in to talk. Um, and so uh, a few of us did like a weekly show talking about goose. We call it Sunday Shenanigans. Uh, we did it for a couple of months, I think, uh, until their tour started. Um, but you know, Greg got Peter to come on one week. Um, oh, that's cool. Which was pretty cool. Um, and then after you know we did the episode. Uh, I, I messaged Greg. I texted Greg. I was like, would Peter be down to just like talk to me about keyboards and stuff for a bit? And he was like, sure. And so, you know, I just chatted with Peter for like probably half hour um, after we did this, which was my, you know, my first time talking to a member of the band. Uh, really cool. You know, he was just expanding his rig at the time. So we had a lot, we had a lot to talk about. Um, and then. Well, and you're a musician too, right? Yes. I, I play keys. So I, I'm a huge, huge keyboard nerd. And so I was interested in what Peter was doing and how things were expanding uh, at the time. And so through 2021. And there's a common language. There's a common language. That yes. You're gonna... Exactly. Exactly. And then through 2021, you know, I'd started tweeting way more um, about the band and their shows. And, you know, obviously still being a smaller fan base and it's still growing all the time, but I was just kind of like one of the loudest voices. And so, you know, <laughs> as, People as they say, I'm happen, loud too. Maybe that's yeah. why I like you so much. Cause I'm like, my wife even today was like, fucking loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. And, and we started the jam of the year bracket, uh, you know, in early 2021, we did about 2020 and then, you know, early 2022, uh, started always almost there, the Goose podcast with the other guys on that. Um, and so by that time, you know, I knew that at least some of the band knew who I was. Um, and then, you know, a few weeks before that Goosemith show at Mohegan, like I, I wasn't going to be able to go. My first show was going to be in Royal Oak, Michigan um, in March 2022. Then Jake Silco, uh, the photographer who, you know, shoots for fish sure. all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had been talking a bunch about music and various other things. And he was like, Hey, like, do you want to come be my assistant slash driver for a few goose shows? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no problem. Absolutely. I would. Um, and so, you know, I went with him, like he, he lives in Rochester. Uh, so I, you know, took a Greyhound down to him and we drove down to Mohegan, ran into Peter like the first, the night before and, you know, got to meet him in real life, which was really cool. Um, and so over these, four shows that we went to, I like got to meet the band in real life for the first time. Um, you know, I had the amazing experience that I will probably never get again to like jam with spuds and Jeff, uh, on Peter's rig. Um, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a crazy, it was a crazy couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, now I've seen them 34 times. Yeah, dude. I mean, you definitely have jumped on whatever boss, I guess it's the goose boss. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, I never had to change tempo. I, I now I think at this age, like 
it's real hard for me to take in more information. So it was like hard for me to listen to him at first. And then in a pandemic, uh, we were kind of like, we were starting this, but we were also looking back, not necessarily forward. Mm -hmm. So like when people were watching like the bingo and all the shit that I've gone back and seen like on YouTube or whatever, and what have you, and what people talk about just to kind of get a frame of reference. Now I'm like, Oh, okay. I see what kind of the hype was. And now when I listen to them now or see them, I'm like, Oh, okay. I really like this. So it was a really easy decision. It just, for me, it took a while to get to the decision-making process because I hadn't listened to them. So when somebody asks you, I go, literally, I have no frame of reference. Right. I heard they're good. Or I heard people are complaining about them, which is the stupidest fucking take ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like why, why True. first off, do, why first off do we always as human beings, like go right to the negative. Well, they're not, you know, it's like, okay. I, I don't care who they are. I mean, they're obviously themselves. Can't you just take it at face value? Um, so I really love, uh, what you've been doing, meaning like, you know, you're, you're doing a dream shop, which I remember seeing the Grateful Dead and other bands when I was a younger guy, your age. And like, that would be like to, to check out like Jerry and Bobby's rig and, and before, you know, being on stage with them or talking to them. Yeah. That was like more of a, that was definitely a pipe dream fantasy thing that you would talk about in a lot. Not, you wouldn't make that happen. Or if you did, it was like probably a little bit of, um, you know, entitlement or propriety over that. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have really a say. You're just in a lot with your friends going to a fucking show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. While you have this extensive goose knowledge, right? I'm impressed with your music knowledge overall. I mean, you're Thank you. and any references to your age, please don't take offense because <laughs> mine is I, listen, okay. I, we're a little can, bit older. I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> but like you're 23 and you know fucking more about music than I will ever. Oh, thank <laughs> and you. And I'm t twice your age. And um, you know, just because I've had more years, I've seen, you know, a lot of concerts, but your ability to recall fish jams and, um, you know, say sense and subtle sounds from like 2003 or whatever you have, a, a obviously a, a keen love of all things jam scene. And uh, how have you like in such a short amount of time enveloped yourself in so much music and not just goose you know like honestly christian and i have talked about this like when goose came around and we have some friends of ours that are like dubs you gotta listen to goose they're awesome mm -hmm. i went and saw them at the frederick drive-in during covid I'm jealous those were great shows had a great time we were we it was fun but the idea of learning another band the way I know Fish or the Dead or the Allman Brothers or Government Mule or you know some of those bands that have been my bedrocks for 25 years it's intimidating almost and it's you know it's a little bit of a chore you kind of suck all of that stuff up i mean one of your podcasts is about snarky puppy <laughs> Yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, and that's new. Like, dude, fuck that. I can't. Like, I'm, listen, I wish you well. I hope it does well. You know that. I just think, yeah. Like, I'm like, fucking now, Ryan's talking about fucking snarky puppy. Who in the fuck is snarky puppy? <laughs> I mean, how do you, like, how do you keep up with all that shit and also learn, you know, the roots of the scene in, in the Grateful Dead and certainly Fish, you know, 
you know, 95 on and fish has kind of dominated the scene. I mean, how, how do you, are you just a vacuum? I, so kind of, kind of, yeah. Like basically when I get really into a band, um, I just try to absorb as much information about them as I possibly can. Like any sort of information, any, any music, live recordings, et cetera. Um, being able to keep up with it all right now, it helps that, you know, fish, doesn't tour throughout the whole year. You know, there's only 40, 50 shows, what have you, and it's mostly in the summer or in the fall. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and there's not usually much overlap between Fish Tour and Goose Tour. Um, and Snarky Puppy tours a lot, but they don't release live recordings, like, during tour, and and they don't stream shows. So there's not, mm. you know, I can keep up with them on tour and be like, oh, that you know, I can see the set list, what they're playing, but it's not like I have to go listen to this show and I'm, you know, so... I can keep up with it in that way. Um, and yeah, it's just similar to what you said about like, oh, do I really have space in my brain to learn everything about another band? Like that was kind of <laughs> my hesitancy with getting into Goose as well. I was like, am I, am I going to be able to do this with another band? Like, you know, I already do this with Fish. Like, it, it turns out the answer was yes. Um, but yeah, now, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten, it's gone further beyond what I ever could have imagined three years ago. You know, it's really cool. Which is really cool. Right? Yeah, it is really cool. It's, it's super cool. I was just going to say, like, what's what's your favorite thing about all of this besides the music? I mean, the, the community. It's got to be the community. It's, the, you know, the people that I've met, like, you know. Okay. The, the people that I've met at shows online, like people like you guys who, you know, fellow podcasters, like just all the people. It's it's amazing. Yeah. There's so many so many amazing people uh, in this community to interact with and see shows with, etc. So it's it's been amazing. Yeah, that's cool, man. And uh, we're appreciative of that too. You know, we we talk about that a lot. Um, we have been lately. I mean, just being a part of that community is kind of. Um, I mean, it's obviously new for us. It's not. We've only been doing this for three years, and and um, we like doing that too. We like meeting people and hanging out and, uh, you know, enjoying the same things, dude. So uh, good on you. That's all I'm trying to say. I guess I'm trying to say congratulations on all your success because <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Thank a you lot. So much. Yeah. Yeah. It smells cool, terrific. Man. So for those of you who might not be familiar with Stummy Down, the premise of the show is that Skinny and I have seen a lot of shows together over the years. We reach back into the ticket stub box, at least for, um, anything prior to about 2022, since there are no stubs anymore. Um, and we pull one of those shows at random and use that show as a jumping off point to talk about, obviously, the music, our friendship, funny things that happen along the way. This season, we've spent a lot of time talking about the various journeys that are involved in seeing music. So today, Ryan is going to be pulling the stub and... You might be able to guess maybe what <laughs> band he's going to talk about. But Skinny, uh, you got anything else before we get to the uh, show here? No, I just want well, – Ryan, we love you, man. I just don't want everybody out there to think we're just totally biting your ass. I mean, I'm sure that Ryan has some oh, things that are uh, negative not, in his life. Not getting that at all. <laughs> it's, I, I get worse. I get worse on Always Almost There. It's great. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, that's just, I had to just put it out there, everybody. Of I can – you know, of course, I'm not going to give the kid, uh, the kid all the credit in the fucking world. He is a good kid. Jesus Christ. Hey. All right. <laughs> all right. Ryan, are you ready to stub me and skinny down, man? I'm ready. I saw you, I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. 
All right, tell us what you got for us today, my friend. So we are going back uh, just over a year, of course. Anyone who knows me and Goose, uh, you know, probably could guess that I would pick this show given, you know, the opportunity to talk about any of the 34 Goose shows that I've been. Uh, This is, you know... (laughs) One of my favorite concert experiences I've ever had at this night, uh, but this is March 1st, 2022 at the 930 Club in Washington, D.C. This was my second show. Of course, I mentioned my first show was at Mohegan for Goosemas a few days earlier. This one was crazy because going from you know seeing them for the first time in the arena setting, their first time playing in an arena, it's Goosemas, big celebration to this small club show, you know, about a thousand people, um, packed, you know, nuts to butts type of deal uh in in this room yeah um and just it was loud there were jams everywhere it was an absolutely amazing night uh you know i was i was dead center front row of the balcony which is in my opinion the perfect spot in that room um only having ever stood there for shows um but you <laughs> right. know the sound was great the lights were right in my face um and yeah it was it was awesome you know i since i, I was down there with soko um after the show uh, Spuds was like, "Oh man, you were having a great time up there." Like, you know, they could see me on the balcony. Yeah, um, they saw you up there. But yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah. a hell of a night. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that club is, uh, you know, it's it's iconic for you know the DC mm-hmm. metro area. Like, you know, being from Baltimore um, and JW being a transplant down here, it's like that's you know you would always look for shows there. I mean, I saw a tray band sh- show there and it, it's like it's amazing but it is it's when it when you get an act like that down there it is packed mm-hmm. i mean you know you got to get in there you know pretty early and i can only imagine what the sound was for that because on relisten i mean this show is is even for the record that's up on relisten is really really good i mean of course you have like the woohoos and the the talking a little bit but you know i it the music outshines all of that yeah which is you know i'm sure those two shows were amazing well the 930 club i I can't imagine goose ever playing a room that size unless it's some sort of a special event right because i was there the second night which was my second goose show um so there you go. He saw his second Aww. show the night before, and he's <laughs> at 34. You guys are so cute. <laughs> I saw my second show, and I'm at four. So, But the crowd in that place, when I was there the next night, like I've seen dozens of shows, uh, tens of shows at the 930 Club, right? Skinny and I have seen, mm. I've seen every member of Fish there in one capacity or another. They have Vita Blue tour, we saw right? Vita Blue, Railroad Earth, when Fishman played with uh, Jazz Mandolin Project. Um, yep. I mean, so you know, we saw a ton of music there over the years, and honest to God, that was one of the like top two packed. Yeah rooms that i've been in at the 930 club i mean and that i think that speaks to kind of how quick goose has come up right i mean you know they started as a band in what like 2016 2014 uh september 2014 was the first goose show and then peter joined the band in when end of 2017 2017 so the band as it's currently configured then you know, we're talking about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they well, they had a different percussionist uh, until late 2018. Okay. Um, who then left, and then Jeff joined the band uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. 
Okay, so I mean, even still now, like, you know, and Skinny was a percussionist, so you know, say what you will about drummers, he is not easily replaceable. I... <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, that's still. Uh, I mean, obviously, the music will be the same, and that's kind of somebody stepping in to to fill a role that's already been established. But you're still talking a relatively short amount of time for them to start, you know, packing small arenas. We saw them in Reading, that place. I mean, it's a tough ticket. I'm trying to get tickets to the Stone Pony, and it's like fish prices almost. Yeah, Yeah, people, you know. People want to see Goose. Yeah, did you see like Bert Kreischer, the comedian? You're familiar with him? Oh yeah, yeah. he well, he's going tonight in Chicago. Oh, is that right? Okay, yeah, because yeah. I've been seeing that too, and I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like once you see like a somebody a little bit with celebrity status pick up on it and start talking about it, then you're like, uh oh, here comes the next wave. Well, what's his face played? A, came on stage um, at the uh, oh Jimmy Fallon Capitol yeah. Theater. Oh yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. That was that was. An interesting yeah thing. what's that hey yeah what was the were you, you were at show? that he was all fucked up right yeah was... i was at that show yeah so he was he was in peter shapiro's box at that show for the whole thing and we were joking about like oh what if he's gonna sit in um and then you know at the encore break um you know neil from always almost there and i we, we, we were like looking up and we were like oh god he's not in the box anymore oh no uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're in for it. Then it's like, all right, we're going to bring out Jimmy uh, Fallon. And we were like, oh, God. Did he come out and play like the Spoons or Mustang, something? Mustang. No, like, he, he, he just sang, sang Mustang, Mustang Sally. Sally. Yeah. It was it was pretty Which, funny. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty kinda. funny. <laughs> I just, I saw the pictures and I was like, that kind of looks, I mean, no offense. I love Jimmy Fallon, but looked a little tragic. But yeah, yeah, was, that's just me. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as the time he sat in with J-Rad at the Capitol. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, that was oh he did that. I think he was a he was a little bit more intoxicated at that one. A little uh, bit. Little but, bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dad. I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get into this show. Goose from March first, twenty twenty two, at the nine thirty club. It was the first yeah. of two nights they played down at the nine thirty club. Goose, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, played 87 shows in 2020. That sounds about right. From what I could gather from GooseNet. And <laughs> can we, is that the abbreviation? Is that GooseNet? ElGoose.net. Okay. But what, That's what, a what lot. do the kids call it? GooseNet or ElGoose? No, do, do I have to say we the call whole call it ElGoose.net. You don't have to, I mean, just .net works. Like, I mean, well, I don't want to, I don't want to step on any of the uh, fishnet toes. Yeah, but it's 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 a dot net. You could call any dot net website dot. Yeah, take that. Fucking hippies. I'm still learning how to use the internet. <laughs> All right, so Goose opens the show with Liza Jane, Drive into Travelers, Doc Brown, Old Man's Boat, California Magic, and they close the set with a monster. And I never am sure if I pronounce this correctly, but Madavon. Mad Madavon. Madavon. This was actually, I asked Rick, that was the first thing I asked Rick on th this day when I met him. I was like, how do you pronounce this song? Is it like Mudhaven? Madavan. Madavan. People call it, people call it Madavan, yeah. Madavan. It's, it's Madavan. Well, and I just realized today that those are like the first five words of 
so long. Like, yes. Almost <laughs> always, always almost there. there. All yeah. right, yeah. All, I knew I was good. <laughs> almost always there. Always right. almost don't there. Fuck it up over here. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Right. Same means the same thing, right? Um, but what a what a fun set to start. The Lies of yeah. Jane was um, a little bit of a bust out, right? Uh, not at the time. It, uh, it it used to be in more regular rotation. This was only like a 27 show gap. Um, you know, having been played the previous fall, but it has not been played since, which is 106 shows uh, since since this show. There were two covers uh, played at this show, neither of which have been played since, uh, which is interesting. That's that's pretty cool because I always wonder like when bands. See, I fucking yeah. hold on, Skinny. What? I got a. I'm the stats guy on this show. I, you know, I talk. I think we mentioned it with RJ, and I was like, you know, is is has Goose been around long enough to have stats and like show yes. gaps and stuff? And he was like, yeah, they actually have. And then, you know, I was looking at this in prep for today, and I was like, okay, all right, they're, they're they can have stats. Go, skip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess because I I was actually gonna ask a more intelligent question, like, why do you think <laughs> that certain bands? Uh, in your determination, drop certain songs from the rotation is because, I mean, when I used to hear, like, the Grateful Dead never played Unbroken Chain because Unbroken Chain was just a little too difficult for Jerry to manage, and he didn't feel like managing it in a regular rotation, so they just never played it. I mean, why do you think that is, right? I mean, it's just a personal choice. You know, it's something like they decided, Goose decided not to play Lead the Way for 50 shows, even though that's, like, you know, one of Rick's oldest and, I mean, a beloved song by the fan base. Um, you know, so sometimes, especially covers, you know, the last year and a half or so, they've been definitely leaving a lot of covers that, that were frequently played, um, you know, much longer gaps. That's also because the repertoire has expanded a lot with originals, so they're not playing as many covers. Right. You know, in, in 2020, even 2021, you were getting sometimes like three, four covers per show. Now you're maybe getting one or two uh, in most cases. So, mm. you know, in a, in a couple of shows, you know, you're getting zero covers. So, yeah, I think it's just it's just a personal choice by the band. Uh, from what I know, it's, you know, not like we're going to we're going to shelve Liza Jane for, you know, a year and a half. It's just like, yeah, we have other songs that we want to play more. Yeah. Yeah. OK. One of the not necessarily questions, but just a topic that we chatted with RJ about was, do they have enough music to keep up with their, you know, almost 90 shows a year schedule, right? Like, are they churning out new music that frequently um, and, you know, with the mix of covers? But, I've, and obviously, I mean, you just mentioned um, a tune that I have not heard um, and I'm not familiar with. So, like, I already know my knowledge is pretty shallow but do you see them as a band that's going to constantly churn out new tunes you know maybe oh, yeah. not maybe not like an album a, a year or something like that but they're you know they're going to have that... new tunes live yeah, yeah 100% right. rick has rick has a ton of songs um that he wrote when he was like 13 that are like you know not not fully formed but songs like that they you know they debuted three songs uh, this year, two of them being Rick tunes, one being a Peter tune. Um, and the two Rick tunes, you know, he wrote 20 years ago, um, but has since, 
you know, like he, he like went back to them and was like, okay, like there are ideas, you know, there's there's some sort of a song coming here, and then like works on it and puts it together and fleshes it out, and then it's like, all right, here we go. Um, or you get a case like the song Silver Rising. Uh, they debuted it on February second, twenty twenty two. They like finished, you know, they were like tweaking the song at Soundcheck, and they were like, nah, are we ready to play it? I don't know. Like, fuck it, let's play it. Even this show actually has a debut, California Magic. Um, and they, you know, they were working on it at Soundcheck. Huh. Um, at Soundcheck that day, the song was called "Jesus, Do You Have Any Pot," um, which is <laughs> a, a bit of a—it's it's a clunkier name. Yes, uh, it's definitely a clunkier name, but you know, California Magic, I, I think, rolls yeah. off the tongue a little, a little more nice. Well, it reminds That's me of almost, there. yeah, almost cut my hair from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. That was a song title like that's a kind of clunky song title i'm surprised they didn't change it i didn't know that see that's what i like yeah now i'm learning new stuff because that's what there i was you go. like i can tell you in this set this drive i love i hope i hear a drive at peach festival i hope they start jamming drive again because they haven't been jamming it at all this year um okay. since since the you know monster 28 minute version of the cap but they haven't they haven't jammed it since been like 10 jamless versions uh, which is very unfortunate, but this drive is so amazing. jamless. You're talking what, like, come in like under ten? Yeah. So they they've been they've been playing with the arrangement of drive uh, for about a year now. So that that part with the whoa whoa whoa, they've like eliminated yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and you know they were like jamming out different sections of the song and last year, um, and then this year, um, they've just done. Like, you know, since the cat version, they've just done an extended guitar solo. And then when they would go into the whoa part, um, they, they just end it and go into something else. Yeah, because this version, I love uh, I love the yeah, riff really of, of yeah. Drive, but I love the tempo changes. And it they kind of piece together a few different songs, at least in this version. And I'm not familiar enough with the tune itself to be able to differentiate, you know, them dropping different sections, right? Um Obviously, if it's a 10-minute version versus a 20-minute version, I can probably pick out yep. some differences. But, <laughs> but I mean, Good for you. I, I feel like this, when I started listening to Goose, was like, you know, a drive is a tune you should know. And so I yes. think it's interesting that now after, um, and I didn't catch if you even said when this debuted, but even now they're kind of changing you know, a pretty significant structure of the tune. I mean, I think that that really shows like a band that is like growth mindset and um, not necessarily locked into certain concepts. Yeah, absolutely. And th this jam is phenomenal. This is, in my opinion, the third best drive that they've ever played. Um, you know, only being topped by the, the cap version from 3823 and Bingo Tour from 61920. Um, but th this this one is is phenomenal. This kind of also started the the big trend of the, so this started so Drive used to have you know this jam and then the second jam as well, which which right. a lot of versions had, and they didn't really start eliminating the second jam until like late 2021. There are a couple of versions where they do that, and that was part of similar you know the All I Need second jam has kind of fallen out, and that's because the first jam of songs like Drive and All I Need and Echo of a Rose used to be just like a few minutes of guitar and then the second jam was where the real meat of the improv was happening. 
and now they're getting places in the first jam, so they don't feel the need to also play the second jam, uh, which is interesting to look at. But this one is amazing. You got that 2022 so it's not, darkness. It's not like it's necessarily part of the. They, they like they only go to the second jam if like you know if they if like they're really feeling it now. Yeah. Okay. And, or, or they felt like they didn't hit it hard enough on the first sure. segment. Yeah. Interesting. What was I the, mean, they were definitely feeling it here. What was the twenty? <laughs> what was the twenty twenty date of drive that you six nineteen? Bingo tour night one. The the jam that sold me on Goose. Oh my god, I'm trapped in the fucking abyss of stats already. Oh yeah. I'm just writing notes so I know what to go and listen. Listen, if you if you didn't want stats, you should not have invited me on your podcast. Jesus Christ, guys, get your or or partnered with me. Yeah, we have we have a fucking group chat. You guys can fucking pass this, Rex. There you go. The Travelers, Doc Brown. I read the lyrics to Doc Brown. Is that about Back to the Future? Are these guys like? Could be. This is a, this is an old Peter tune uh, from his old band, Great Blue. Uh, always a fun one. I loved it. I I, I like. I like Travelers a lot too. I, yeah, Travelers. I like Travelers is a, great song, a lot. And then as well, yeah. The Old Man's Boat uh, comes in at uh, just over 13 minutes, and that's a really interesting segment of the set. Like it's it's not like super ragey you have kind of a couple of shorter tunes you know under 11 under 9 and then about 13 um you know so they kind of get a few things in there a lot of fun but not like that ragey kind of deep space goose that um space goose can can i can i say something about the old man's boat yes so yes yeah it's like so first of all i love it number one I hope I hear this at Peach too, but I, I was gonna ask you too, like about its shit. Now I'm asking about fucking stats. Now I'm not gonna ask. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> but the two parts of it. So the the um, the beginning part with the you know basically the lyrics, and then there's the bass solo, which I really reminded me. Where I couldn't believe I brought up Weir Wasserman earlier because that reminded me of like a Wasserman kind of bass breakdown when he used to play with Weir, and he would kind of give him space to breathe. Also, definitely kind of lawn boy-ish. Like I'm not making, yep, 100%. Yeah, I'm not making comparisons. But then the fucking second part, the jam, the, yeah, the jam. I I'm sorry, but like it really will. Like if you're in a space where you're thinking about something or your life or whatever, that like it can bring you to tears. I it, it is so beautiful. Like that's when I was like, oh shit. Now I know why. I mean, I kind of got it with the drive when you picked the show, but now like. Once I listen to that, and I listen to it several times, and because I, I love it now, mm -hmm. um, and I, I just was like, okay, well, maybe that's why this show is like so important to him. Check I can out, see uh, what, like, check out eleven seven twenty one old Vance boat. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not writing this down. I'm fucking gonna text you later. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> there you go. You're gonna have it. You're gonna have quite the playlist uh, by the time we're done. I love the old man's boat too as a keyboardist. You know that the Peter's vintage vibe, electric piano, just the way he goes in on the outro uh, on that on that keyboard is just so amazing. And I love just the way he like dances across the keys. Um, it's also in um, every keyboardist's favorite key to solo in, which is uh, E flat. Uh, you know, and you're soloing an E flat minor, which for anyone who doesn't play keys, that's just every black key is in play. Oh, so it's okay. very you just kind of like you know. That you don't really have to think about it very much. 
uh, when you're doing that. You can just kind of hit the black keys and it, it works. And it's, it's, you know, fun to solo in that key. Dude, I quit violin and piano when I was like nine and 10. My mom tried really fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stick. I played guitar for a little bit, but it was too hard, so I quit. Yeah. Yeah, but so, it, yeah, it's, it's a fun key to solo in. And yeah, this song is awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. I, I really wanted to hear what you had to say about that because it's executed so perfectly without yeah. knowing what their execution is to hear that, you know, not to be familiar with how they hit it every night. Well, I mean, I've seen them, obviously, the last show being at the Met, and I thought they were fantastic, but, you know, not necessarily having kind of uh, that deck of cards, you know, when you're seeing them. And I, I man, I'm just blown away by that song. Definitely yeah, it's, it's a great great for mid first set uh you know th this is i think the the best spot uh for the old man's boat right here and then yeah placement probably holds some value there yeah and then the debut of california magic you know i mentioned it had a different name at soundcheck and they were you know they were just learning it and practicing it a little bit and they were like oh, i don't know if we'll play it whatever um but they played it you know the crowd loved it rick was having a lot of fun just like stretching out on like the kind of bluesy groove uh, this has obviously since become a huge staple of Goose uh, set list, played very, very frequently. Um, but, you know, the debut was great. And, you know, I quite like Shit, I didn't know they had a debut in here, too. Yeah. I mean, seeing debuts, especially when they become something, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. So that's here in, in the set list notes. It's FTP, first time played. I know, I didn't see I, I don't know man I'm probably on Wikipedia. You gotta read you gotta read the stats. Ryan, what you don't know about me is that I'm kind of like uh, he doesn't do his homework. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I ad lib. I <laughs> so ad -lib. We, we just, we just <laughs> every podcaster does that. That's right. There's yeah we we both have uh, our responsibilities. They close the set with with the Madavan. Madavan, which good. comes in just around uh, just a little bit over uh, nineteen minutes, nineteen ten. And Ryan, you said this was one of your favorite versions, so get into it a little bit because this well, thing is no, fucking Ma as far as Madavans go doesn't rank that high for me in terms of improv oh, okay um but energy wise and obviously you know looking back on this show um i was very excited because you know again this all of these songs i was seeing for the first time live um you know so seeing modavon for the first time i was like yes like getting the modavon and just watching rick just rip uh you know they get into this upbeat space um and then kind of go back and forth between the regular modavon jam and this more upbeat um, for a little while and it's you know it's, it's two guitar goose uh, all over this show you know there are four kind of pieces of improv in this show I'd say the drive the modavan the wisteria and the pancakes uh, and three of them are just demonstrations of the excellence of two guitar goose well and not only that like the, to me what impresses me especially in this modavan see I could say it right yeah is uh the harmonies and the lyrics. I know that Josh said, we've talked about this. He kind of has a hard time. I do too, but I just re-listen back to the song a thousand times because I sometimes I blame it on whatever the re-listen recording is, or I'll just look up the lyrics. But the lyrics in, in this, I really love. And also the fact that they harmonize them pretty well. If I had it all, if I had it all, uh, what life would leave me satisfied? Like I just, dude, how? To write a lyric that must be so fulfilling as a musician to write a lyric that's like you have, you know, thousands of people like chanting that lyric. There's no like if I hear that, I will definitely sing that lyric at the top of my lungs. Well, 
people will probably be pissed at me. I won't sing at the top of my I'll know them and I'll. Oh, I sing at the top of my lungs <laughs> and people get a little bit upset and I'm like, I don't care. I'm having a good time. Exactly, show. exactly. But I mean, those lyrics speak to me um, a lot because, you know, as somebody, um, anybody, you pine for certain things and then what does it really mean to do that? And he just, the, the lyrics capture that so perfectly in the way they sing it. It's fucking perfect. And then the jam in, in and of itself after that, um, you know, it's, it's excellent. It's like, okay, again, now I really, it's not being sold on them or getting it, I guess, but it's just feeling it. I, I feel like I'm, I'm more in that vein. I've, I've felt it. Mm-hmm. The show makes you feel it. If you haven't felt it, maybe you should listen to the show. So highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I, I look at it this way. Like when I was starting to learn a little bit about Goose, you kind of, attach yourself to maybe one or two tunes that you're like oh yeah that really fits my style of groove or or whatever it is that you're looking for right so for me uh arcadia obviously that was probably like one for everybody yeah. at the beginning yep i think it was the hunger site too hunger site was another one i think drip field creatures like so those were a couple of tunes for me that i was like Okay, they really have something here. And I don't love everything. I also I have a little bit of trouble kind of understanding what the lyrics are, so I've had to like go and look <laughs> some of them up. Fair and enough. And I feel sometimes, you know, maybe they're trying to say too much, like use too many words to, to get a concept across. Um, I thought you would be comfortable with that. I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess I like my music a little bit more, uh, l- less. A little standard issue. You like some standard yeah, issue lyrics? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. That really. That's, Sorry, that's buddy. Shit to think about. Um, but nonetheless, you know, once I started kind of reading the lyrics and then thinking about them along with the music, then I think there's a there's a connection that you can make to it. But once you then you start to get pulled into some of these other tunes like the old man's boat that you know wouldn't necessarily be at the top of like i need to check out goose go listen to these tunes list right Uh, but then you start to get into some of those and there is that intricacy and tension and release and um, cohesiveness that the band has together that really makes it click if you're if you like that style of music and um, this first set was good, and the second set was fucking bomb. But let's review the first set before <laughs> yes. we get there real quick. So Goose opened their March 1st, 2022 show at the 930 Club with Liza Jane, Drive Into Travelers, Doc Brown, The Old Man's Boat, California Magic, and they closed the first set with Madavon. You said it good. Lovely. all right uh so second set starts with into the mist which ryan i have a question for you about that when i finish reading the set uh okay into i wish uh wisteria lane into your ocean and then ends with pancake or pancakes is it plural it's plural pancakes plural pancakes see this is why the internet is full of liars. I'm reading a set list. It says pancake. I'm like, this guy's probably. What are you? Where are you reading? I don't know. He's on El Gusto right now. He probably just fucking Googled it. Shut up, 
Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Anyway, Elgus.net. I, I, I will know. use that from now Accurate on. Accurate stats. From now on, Elgus.net. I'm. I already so booked sorry. Encore uh, is Doobie song. Um, the Into the Mist, I really like, but they stopped the Into the Mist. What happens there? Do you remember what happens there? Yes. Uh, so somebody in the crowd uh, seemed to be having an issue, like whether they were passing out or maybe there was a fight or something. I don't remember. Right. Um, but the band saw and they stopped the song for like five seconds. They're like, everyone okay? Everyone was like, yeah, yeah. we're good. And they were like, great. And then went back into the song. Yeah, they went. They go right back into it. It's flawless. It's a great song too. I know a lot of people are talking about this as one that is like a must listen to, and it's a really good version, even re regardless of the whatever idiot was or you know person that needed help. I shouldn't just say they're all idiots. Yeah, and, and regardless of you know lack of jam, unfortunately, on the on this version. Yeah, uh, but it's still a great way to open the second set. It's a good song, definitely. And then I wish was great. Um, you know they had sound checked it earlier so i, I kind of knew it was coming but i was really really excited to see this one live you know they hadn't played it uh since 2019 outside of uh you know greg knight's wedding in 2021 which is like you know, obviously a private gig um, yeah they've only played this 10 times yeah. there you go you, you got the stats going you're, you're good there <laughs> that. uh this this version of this song which i love is slamming this shit slams. I kind of, when I listen to this, I kind of wish I was there to hear this. Like, yep. another one. And we get the first clav tweet of the show. Oh, that was the very first clav tweet ever? No, the, well, the first clav tweet <laughs> happened uh, when I was webcasting in February of 2022. Uh, and I, w I wasn't, you know, I don't know if I was clav tweeting at this show. I, I wasn't doing it for every single instance yet. Um, but this was the first moment where now I would be like clav tweet. What is it about the clav? So, I mean, just tell us. It sounds amazing. I love it. <laughs> that's all. You know, and now, now there's merch. I mean, that's as good a reason Use that as same any. line on your future, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, one of the things listening to this, I wish, and they nail this. It sounds so good, and I love it. Any, you know, Stevie Wonder covers are always so much fun, but this, and we've mentioned it a few times the covers that they do and they have such a diverse set of co i listened to danger zone the other day yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. let's see so the the next night they did uh, nights in white satin moody blues um they did they've done the beatles um tomorrow never knows. Uh, tomorrow never tomorrow knows never yeah. knows right uh shamalama ding dong skinny you saw it father john misty bonnie Vare. yeah, yeah. yeah. All these, i mean they all kinds of shit. There really is no Pina limit stuff. with, with the, the covers that they they bust out, which is, I think, makes it like all of a sudden they're playing it. And you're like, holy shit, are they fucking playing? When they were doing Danger Zone, I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And there is cool. that, um, you know, excitement with the familiarity and then like, oh, I'm seeing something cool. Um, and so I kind of got that feeling listening to the I Wish and then feeling it when they were, I was like, wait, are they covering Nights in White Satin here? Yeah. The next night was uh, was super cool. And um, so I definitely, I definitely think that that ability to cover tunes like that is, is a very big talent that they have. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah shit is awesome. 100%. Yeah, totally fire too. All right, man. Well, 
Wisteria Lane. Yeah. This was the longest jam of the night here uh, by just a few seconds. <laughs> I need to dive in. Um, Ryan's cracking his fingers. <laughs> I mean, it just, yeah, go talk about this thing. This is so. This is this is one of my favorite goose jams uh, ever. I you know, and I was losing my mind during this jam. This was so for a little bit of context on the wisteria as well. This was the second wisteria of the year, coming off of a pretty long gap, an eleven show gap. Um, you know, a little bit longer than normal. You know, they they'd been on tour for you know for weeks, and we were waiting for the wisteria. And the only other one they had played was the San Francisco wisteria at the end of January, which is like. The, like if you guys haven't heard that jam, you need to go seek it out. It's one of the best like dark and evil jams. One thirty twenty two, Wisteria Lane. That was huge. And then they didn't play it for the rest of that leg of tour. And so everyone's like, "Where is Wisteria?" And so it comes back here, and it's like, "All right, what's gonna happen?" And just go off into the unknown. You have this kind of like drip field jam vibe yeah. uh, for the first section. Um, but it's just it's 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 the rhythm section and and Rick and Peter locking it on guitars. Um, and that the the second half, you know, that just like it, it feels like a classic rock kind of vibe to me. Uh, not any song in particular, just like classic rock. Um, and it's it's so good. And I just remember, you know, as Rick is just like shredding with like that, you know, the octave up effect on his whammy on, and you know, Spuds was just kind of looking at him with this look like, holy shit, man! Like this, this is awesome! Like. <laughs> Uh, at the show, so it was just it, it was it was an amazing amazing jam to be in the room for, and I know you know th- this is every so often I will do this with a jam that I see live where I'll just have like really intense attendance bias for it, and everyone else is like it's not as good as you think it is, uh, you know that and like <laughs> oh, oh, the man. fucking haters, the, the Boise can... <laughs> the Boise wisteria from this past April, uh, which I you know absolutely lost my mind during live, uh, you know, and everyone was like this is not. And by everyone, I mean you know my my wonderful always almost there co-hosts uh, who we we have we have a, a a duty to each other to talk each other off the ledge of uh, attendance bias uh, and things like that. That can be so, really hard though, man. Oh, I know, but that's why that's, you just you can't be nice about thing. it. You just have to like brutally be like you're wrong. No. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do to each other. It's part of, it's part of the love and yeah, the fun. Yeah, we kind of do that too. I mean, you know, or I'll just say like, ah, I didn't like that shit. Or I don't like that song. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit more on the, uh, you know, everything is awesome and we're all part of the mm. same team. No, that doesn't mean you don't complain. <laughs> Get out of here. Sometimes. That's all right. We sometimes, uh, you know, quite sometimes enough. I complain. I honestly, so I really, I, I love, this was another tune I feel like would be on the You're Learning Goose Listen to yeah. Wisteria Lane, right? The jam absolutely blasts off. Now, the one thing that I also would share uh, as far as a criticism that my wife has is like when Rick hits that like auto-tune pedal, I know it's not an auto-tune it's but it's something, some some voice effect, I right? I think it's cool. I mean, I, he doesn't use it during Wisteria. The only the only time it gets used in the set is uh, during Into the Mist. Oh, busted! Okay. <laughs> he used to now in like in 2018, 2019, he used to use it during Wisteria, I think, right. but he doesn't anymore. Maybe you were listening to an older version. I have to go back and listen to that because <laughs> no, I was listening and I wrote down auto tune feature pedal. Um, but it was before I also wrote 12 Minutes Blast Off, um, which this jam was just fucking 
super sick. And the one thing, obviously, I wasn't here for this, but the next night, the light show inside for Goose is, I mean, Andrew Getty. It's, it's unbelievable. He's good at the mat, man. The mat, that big chandelier hanging off of there, I thought was great. Yeah. Like the way he Those used shows that were room. awesome. Those shows were awesome. Sorry we didn't see you there. Um, yeah. It was a really good time. Their light game is is superior. And I think that, you know, if, if maybe there's anything that they've kind of maybe learned from Fish is that, um, you know. Good light show is key. Yeah, good light show. <laughs> it really it really adds something to um, the entire energy and environment. So. Yep. After the monster wisteria, they do your ocean. Another one I'm in love with. I'm, I, this I'm, is this on, is man. my favorite second set landing pad song. Like I I love I love your ocean after a huge jam. I thought it was perfectly placed here. Yeah. Yeah. I adore the song. I was really excited to see it at this show. Um, and it just you know it's it's again that that the sound of Peter's vintage vibe just echoing through the room. Um, and just Rick's amazing songwriting. Like I love this song. Yeah, the songwriting is a shit here yeah they, when they played it uh when they played it at the warfield uh in april um you know trevor's a bit louder in the mix this year than he was last year but i could feel like with every note like just the floor like vibrating under my feet which was like it was awesome yeah i know that feeling from phil lesh he you yeah. know what i mean just oh, that, yeah. that vibration the zone. yeah the phil zone but um, that's great well they end with pancakes and uh, I got to tell you, I think this song is really, really fun. I didn't know that it was National Pancake Day, which is why they played it. Um, yep. And then I think that's interesting. But what's more interesting is around like the eight minute mark of this jam, they it's just furious. What a furious, like engaging and amazing jam. They go and they do not look back. No. And, and it, oh boy, it's just raging. As a Goose fan too, wouldn't you think like, uh, okay, it's pancakes. Like I saw one in Reading. We, you, you were there, Josh. <laughs> we were in Reading and uh, you know, I was like, oh, I, I'm glad I'm hearing this song, but I know it's just like, you know, it's a fun song. It's not gonna do anything. You know, that's what I'm thinking here when I'm listening to it for the first time. See, that's, that's how I know that you don't listen to a ton of Goose because pancakes right. is a very consistently delivering jam vehicle. Wow, see, I don't. And and that's and I'm like thinking Okay, here oh, we go. Another well, wreck coming at you. Okay. Three four twenty two Nashville pancakes. The Nash cakes. Alright, I'll be listening to it tomorrow. Nash cakes. The Nash cakes. Alright. I did not like pancakes the first time I heard it. I was like It's I mean it's it's goofy, <laughs> it's fun, you know. And and I, I think it was probably a combination of like listening to the lyrics and then I, I think the thing that put me off about it was like the beginning of the tune you know has like this intense groove and then as soon as they hit the chorus it's like la da 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 pancakes <laughs> and I'm like I don't think that it goes like Wait, that it's close <laughs> enough something like that and close enough and then but then they like get back into that darker more intense groove and so now I've, I've come to like it very much this is a great version in my limited uh, awareness of it but um, I think it's that dichotomy of like you know 
here's like a dark evil group about fucking a stack right. of pancakes. Well, th- this jam, this jam is amazing. It's like it's just relentless. Like you know, Rick, Rick um, is playing rhythm guitar for a lot of it, letting Peter take the lead on piano, and Peter's just destroying uh, stuff. There's like a little breakdown uh, in the middle. Like it's just, and 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 the groove again, like. Jeff really shines in this jam as well. Like great tambourine work, great percussion work everywhere. Um, I believe this was also the one of the first versions where they started putting like the little Jeff percussion solo uh, at the end of Pancakes. Um, but mm. you know, the room was going nuts for this because this was also you know very late second set. You know when they started Pancakes, I was like, oh, like they're gonna do Pancakes, probably be like a quick you know set closer, 10, 12 minutes, whatever. Um, but then no, it's, they're gonna go for twenty. Um, no, they and, destroyed that thing. Yeah. I, like I said, yeah. by the 10-minute mark, they are just, like, in this uh, other place. And then they transition back to the end, right, you know, a little bit fast and furious tempo back into that whatever key they start the song in. Like, see, I'm saying stuff like that, trying to be flat. <laughs> yeah, be flat, see? I caught, like... A little bit of like a Jimmy Herring feel, kind of like in the middle, maybe around mm-hmm. 12 minutes. Sure. Um, it definitely had, I wouldn't say like his twang, but there was definitely a couple of notes that Rick was hitting that had, you know, Allman Brothers, widespread Phil Lesh and Friends, Jimmy Herring uh, undertones. And this, so that was just kind of where that might ear pulled. Well, who are their influences, Ryan? Do you know that answer to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so obviously, like, Grateful Dead, Fish, um, you know, the, these guys grew up on J-Mans, but also, like, a lot of indie artists, uh, especially on Rick. Um, you know, Spuds uh, has a ton of Carter Beaufort uh, influence in him. I'm not sure off the top of my head uh, beyond that. I know, I know I'm missing right, some right. things. Uh, I also I didn't mention about the pancakes. The, uh, the I Wish teases uh, towards the end, which are so perfect. Uh, they, you know, they just fit right in. Shit, I didn't hear that. Now I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this. That's why. See, you look <sighs> at if you look at elkus.net, it says with I wish teases from Rick. <laughs> so I'm then, like, then you know to listen for it. I'm failing on the elkus.net already. Right. Gotta get your stats in shape. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. But when you see Skinny come across, it's me. There you go. It's only, uh, you know, at this point. You- there's only a couple shows you got to put in, right? Yeah, so I got to put figure, in four shows. It'll take me five minutes. It's not, <laughs> it's not like looking back and trying to figure out, you know, what the first 87 shows you saw. Right. Well, they they encore with uh, Doobie Song, which actually is another fun little song. So uh, that long pancakes, and they still come out and do an encore. But, I mean, there are two sets in an encore band regularly, correct? Unless yes. they had... Unless like, they run up the, against curfew, as, you know, they do a lot. Right. They do... Why do you think just because the the length of their songs or their their willingness to, to jam a lot of stuff out? Their their poor clock management. Ah, right. you know there will be a they they played a show recently in San Diego where there was a I believe an eleven o'clock curfew um, and they gave it an eight p.m. showtime and you know like the second set was like you know just under an hour long. Right, they got right like and, you know somebody getting fired for that or they just no. like whatever this is you know you get used to, like you know they they they're a they're a go on 40 minutes after ticket time kind of band like you know you guys you guys were in philly like yeah, it was a while you know, they did an yeah. 8 30 show time which is like absurd and they didn't start until like 9 15 
both nights, which yeah. is, yeah. you know, crazy. But. Especially for the us olds. It's like, I, you know, I'll be out that's too. That's too late for me. Yeah. You know? like, Saturday night, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to hang out. I'm ready for the show. Yeah, I'm you ready know, for the like, show. And then I just want to go back to the hotel room. Right. <laughs> Get me back there. But, yeah. Right. Uh, I really like the, the encore. It's a fun little song. I, I had no idea about it until, and then, I, you know, after listening a couple of times, like, oh, that's why it's called Doobie Song. Fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take a little rip. It's, it's good, though. I love that little, uh, of course, me. I'm always going to lo- love that, uh, like, reggae lilt, um, especially for a close. It's kind of cools everybody out before you get out of there, especially after a raging fucking end to the second set. Yeah, man, and that's yeah, five song second set there too. Yeah, oh that that's 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 normal for Goose. It's not like a you it's know, not a thing. thing. Like, they they don't have showing my age. <laughs> well, because a lot of their songs are longer as well. They don't they don't have a ton of songs that are like three, four, five minutes like Fish does. So it's more difficult, you know. And, and when they do have like a jammier song, like Fish will sometimes play a jammy song that'll end up only being like seven or eight minutes. Right. Um, Goose doesn't really tend to do that. If they're jamming a song, it's going to be right. 13 to 15 kind of minimum, really, a lot, a lot of the time. So you end up with a lot of four, five, six song sets, like just everywhere. Um, Good to know. Yeah. My, uh, stats. You got a lot of wrecks today. Yeah, man. And that's the uh, show. I did. We've got a few. There you go. We've got a few here. I, I've, I've always got I fucking can't. I see that. I am <laughs> ran out of ink. I, <laughs> let me read over... Uh, the second set. So uh, Goose, 9.30 Club, 3-1-22. Into the Mist, into I Wish, and then Wisteria Lane, into Your Ocean, Pancakes, and then they encore with Doobie Song. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us and, and talking about this show today, man. We really have a lot of gratitude. I'm glad we finally kind of connected and got it done, dude. Really, really impressed. Me too. Me too. This has been really fun. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, crazy that, Skinny, this is our second Goose show of the season, which, uh, you know, I think shows us kind of where the music scene is. And, um, you know, especially for a couple of older guys like us that you can learn some new tricks <laughs> <laughs> you can you can do it the more you know right i mean you know but i you know what i think also in all seriousness ryan your connection with like something so new that is goose but also the way you know you have a pretty deep knowledge of the roots of jam music and the grateful dead and um you know, I don't know for sure, but it seems like you have a pretty good handle just from being a musician yourself on um, what types of sounds are out there and how bands can incorporate. And, and, you know, one of the things I love watching is when you do those rig breakdowns um, and kind of get into the nitty gritty. And I have no fucking idea what like any of the specifics are, but like watching a musician describe, you know, what their equipment is and what does what on stage and how they use those effects um i mean that's got to be something very cool for you to do being a musician and a fan i mean it's it's really kind of uh i think it makes us all a little bit jealous (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's cool as shit though bro so keep doing what you're doing man 
you know. Yeah, can't wait to see you on tour this summer. And Skinny, uh, I know you're going to be at Peach Fest next week. Yes, I'm excited to see you. Definitely. Yeah, we'll see each other next week. I won't be there, but we're uh, going to see it's Les Claypool fun. this week. And uh, oh yeah, got um, nice. a few others. We might even try and see Dave Matthews Band. I, I hit that last week. It was uh, how was it? Was it? Was, yeah, it was, it was fun. good. It was a lot of fun. I've looked at a couple of set lists, and you know he is only playing like Jimmy thing, like a couple of. I I caught the Jimmy thing. No, okay, all right. I used to love me some Dave Matthews. That was like the first band I like started to see live. Yeah, what ninety three, ninety four, whenever Under the Table and Dreaming came out, it was like a huge album. People forget about that. Huge. But we've got uh, Trey Band. We've got Fish Tour. So hopefully we will see you all out on tour. Skinny, before we go, just a quick shout out to our friends over at the Lot by Primal Soup. Megan got me a new fish wash band from uh, You Enjoy My Vegan. It's a little bit fancier than the one that I have that has faded. So great stuff over there. Check them out as you gear up for tour and... Skinny, I know you guys are going to Peach Fest with Scott, Scott and Casey. Yeah, Scott Mitchell over at Fan Design. He, uh, Fan Design's ending in a Z, by the way. Um, Scott's got all kinds of stuff from all over the jam band scene and actually just printed up like a bunch of new stickers. Thinking about California Magic was one of the stickers that he has. He's got great shit, man. I love his hats, his shirts, everything that he does. Great shipping, great reviews. Um, check out Scott Mitchell over there at Fan Designs. Yes, and he will be at Peach, which is awesome. Skinny, uh, we still have a Twitter account. It's at stub underscore me <laughs> underscore down. So check us out on Twitter. We're also on Instagram at the same address, stub underscore me underscore down. And we do have a Reddit page, stub underscore me underscore down. Although there was some drama that happened on Reddit. I don't know if we're involved in that or if anybody know. has ever even <laughs> checked us out over there. But you oh, can ch- you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> you can find us on Insta. And you can just Google Stub Me Down and you will catch us. We want to thank Ryan Storm. Ryan, uh, quickly share the podcasts that people need to get caught up on Goose, Snarky Puppy, and um, then also talk about Stormy Weather. Yes, thank you. So, uh, yeah, you can find me, all things Storm Sound. Uh, the best place to, uh, you know, stay in the loop on things, uh, head over to ryanstorm.substack.com. Subscribe, put your email in. You'll be on the email list. You'll get all of my concert reviews, podcast episodes, rig tours, et cetera, delivered right to your inbox. It's pretty great. Um, And yes. And as you guys mentioned, I have three podcasts, uh, always almost there, all about Goose, uh, live recap of every single Goose show the day after at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Things of Gold, uh, talking about Snarky Puppy live shows, um, which is a lot of fun. And we move through Stormy Weather, which is a fish podcast, but also just a general music podcast where I interview various people from across the scene. Um, you know, some episodes focusing on just an interview of a musician, uh, and some episodes focusing on, uh, you know, the evolution of certain fish songs throughout the band's career. I just put out a great episode uh, on David Bowie. Um, with Benji Eisen, who works with Bill Kreutzmann. Um, And upcoming, the next episode is another big deep dive into a jam of the year bracket from a previous year, Um, looking at 2018, which is one of my favorite years. uh, That will be out in early July. Man, you are a busy, busy... Got a lot going on. Yeah, you do. That's awesome, dude. If you have not checked him out, Ryan writes reviews for... 
well, let's see, you've done Fish, you've done Goose. What else have you done uh, for jam bands, right? Oh, for jam bass, yeah. I, you know, whatever, whatever I jam can. Jam bass. No, I've, I me. did. Uh, I did some Dead and Co. I did a Corey Wong one from them. But I post a review of every single concert that I attend, uh, whether for jam bass or not, uh, on my website. So you can check it all out there. So wait a minute. Last question: Do you have any fucking free this time? Is, this is what I do. <laughs> this is what I like doing. I know. I, you're a pretty amazing dude, man. I gotta say. If you need an assistant, somebody to like drive you around to shows and stuff and get you coffee, uh, I want to quit know. my job. I'm no, currently, I'm, I'm currently looking for work. Uh, right on. Well, hey, uh, in all seriousness, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here on Stub Me Down. Always a pleasure to get to chat with you. Always pleasure to make a new friend here in our amazing community. Skinny, I love you. Great job as love always. Too. I hope you guys have a great time at Peach. I'll be uh, jealous that I'm not there, but um, I know you guys will all have a blast uh, for me. So thanks once again for checking us out here on Stummy Down, and we will see you the next time you need to get out of your shitty seats and down in the path. Later. Thank you, guys. See you, Ryan.